God told me this movie will write itself Spread love, be wise and let foolery fight itself Cause it's a war going on outside On the corner, it's a war On your TV screen every morning Not the war with the bombs and the helicopters swarming But the war for your soul That's what everyone's ignoring It's a war going on Yeah, it's a war going on Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is September 15th, 2021. This is going to be episode 93. It's going to be called We Haven't Lost. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all being safe out there. Hope you're challenging yourselves every day. Hope you're going to war with yourself every single day. Hope that you're inflicting adversity on yourself every day because adversity is the way that we grow. Now, I know I didn't have anything for you on Tuesday. The reason for that is because, you know, usually um, the day before an election or a couple days before an election, I usually won't say anything because, you know, I want people to, you know, see what the media has to say, see what, you know, do their own research and see what their friends are saying and things like that. And, yeah, you know, the recall went how the recall was going to go anyway. You know, I'm pretty sure I talked about that. You know, it's it's no surprise there. But, um. And also, you know, I also didn't uh, put anything up because I just, there's just been a lot of stuff going on, as you know, in my life and things like that. And uh, I just want to let you know that uh, pretty much, you know, I'm 25 years old and uh, I see life really shifting in a new direction for me. It's a great direction, actually. I'm thankful. Um, It's really a blessing. God is really leading me in a new direction in life. And I was actually pretty surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised that God is working, but I'm surprised, you know, just it's it's generally the natural course of life. But I don't know. Somehow I never saw myself here. You know, if you know what I'm saying, I never saw myself um, here at this moment, especially about what was about six years ago, about seven years ago, seven years ago, actually a little less, little less than seven years ago. Um my life was pretty much the opposite of how it is now. So, um, I'm blessed. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you're actually here listening. And, um, yeah, a lot of things are going on and I just, uh, hope that I can, you know, keep this up and keep this going. You know, I mean, uh, just trying to serve God and, uh, put the word of God out there for people to know. So, Got a good amount of stuff for you here today, so I know that I usually have this up by 1 or 2 in the morning, but it's about 10.30 in the morning on the 15th when I'm recording this, and I had a lot of stuff to do, a lot of cleaning and stuff to do in the house. So, now we're seeing that the central bank is trying to push a tax bill that's going to increase people's taxes, and they're trying to keep their economic system together because... It's falling apart and they don't want people to see what's coming, right? And the thing is that all the cover has been stripped away. And now China is actually having economic problems as we're going to see. And, you know, we're all seeing the inflation with gas and meat and all these different things. And the central the central bank actually believes that they're, that they're going to succeed in pushing people to the Great Reset Plan. But that's not really gonna, what's going to happen because people are going to rise up, as you've seen around the world. A lot, of, a lot of protests and things like that. And now the enemy is actually building the narrative for a distraction because that's what that's what happens. You know, you notice that we have the Afghanistan situation and then all the recall. All this stuff is going on, but they're all trying to distract from what? The Maricopa County audits 
and things like that. The Maricopa County, um, they actually put out a small report about it. It wasn't the official audit that came out, but they were showing people that there was about 176,000 missing ballots there, okay? I think about 96,000, actually 176,000 were missing, and I think about 96,000 were like fraudulently cast. So you're looking at about uh, around 300,000 bad ballots there, okay? And so, of course, when this stuff is going to come out, and of course the enemy is going to put up distractions, because that's what they do for the masses. They put up distractions and things like that. Like They give you social media and Hollywood and movies and things like that in order to distract you from what they've really been doing. Okay, That's what that's what pretty much happens. right? And so the thing is that the enemy they doesn't know when the forensic audit is going to be released, and the enemy has actually set up September 18th rally riots. Okay, Because, you know, it's called justice for january 6th that's what the rally quote quote rally on september 18th is called and that is actually this saturday um and you want to notice notice that the name is called justice for january 6th now what group of people sets up rallies that are called justice for blank justice for george floyd justice for this justice for brianna taylor who sets that up the leftists do. The far left does that, okay? So I think that this is all set up by the far left in order to be the false flag event where something goes wrong and something happens. So Because the, their plan, I think, with this rally is to have some patriots go there and mix in people with, you know, people that are Antifa and BLM supporters, just like what happened at January 6th. And then they're going to make a mess of things and maybe hurt some people or do some rowdy things or be unruly. And then, and then the government's going to say, oh, look, all these people are bad. We have to arrest them all now. And now we have to go after these people uh, country nationwide. We have to go after them because they're a danger to us, right? And they're going to be like, these people aren't even vaccinated. They're not even wearing masks. So they're dangerous. We have to get them and quarantine them. And so cyber attacks are are going to have start happening too, as you've probably been seeing. And now, you know, Mark Milley is, you know, being pushed to distract the people from the truth. And Mark, Mark Milley actually committed treason there. Mark, I'll get to that in a little bit, but Mark Milley really, really committed treason, I would say. Um, and now, so the plan is pretty much moving forward, the devolution plan. And the enemy is going to try to counter this, this movement here, okay? So I want you to know that we're in an information war, as you, you, know, you probably are, you most likely already know that. We're in an information war, and we are on the offensive okay is as, as, as bleak as everything may look we are actually on the offense the the enemy is actually running from us all right so joe biden uh did promise that he wasn't going to increase taxes on small businesses but he's actually about to do that so the owners of 1.5 million s corporations and s corporations is pretty much a tax designation for uh for which an llc or a corporation can apply so it's just a tax designation right and so these llc corporations could become subject to a 3.8 tax percent increase as part of a cash grab by the government to fund their welfare welfare excuse me state expansion okay and we all know joe biden's been pretty much dodging taxes like 500 grand a year and uh, most people don't even make 500 grand in two years or three. And that's not all because, you know, the House Democrats actually have a bill where they they have actually outlined plans to raise the top marginal income tax rate from 37% to 30 to 39.6% as part of a wide menu of tax increases to pay for their multi-trillion dollar spending packages. So the hike would actually affect individuals make over, making over 400000 or married couples jointly filing who bring in more than 40, 450000 in annual income. 
Now, according to the materials that were released by the Democrats on the Ways and Means Committee, that's what's about to happen. That comes from the WashingtonExaminer.com. Guess what? If you elect me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. Also, another cool thing. Well, I don't know if it's really cool, but actually it's not cool at all. But, uh, the, you know, uh, there's an article titled, Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. And it actually appeared in Forbes magazine in November of 2016. It was written by Ida Aachen, who is a member of the Den Denmark Parliament, which is the Congress there. And... Uh, that person's also an agenda contributor to the World Economic Forum, you know, with Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset and people like that that don't want us to own anything. Now, the article was actually pretty frightening and uh, the simplistic way it describes the dissolution of society as we know it. And as time marches forward, we see more and more evidence of what the World Economic Forum has proposed as perfect sense coming true. Okay, so that's pretty much what they want to do with this. You probably you most likely already knew that, but uh, I just wanted to tell you that again. All right, so I want to look at cryptocurrency for a second here. Now, El Salvador is actually uh, going to exempt foreign investors from taxes on Bitcoin price gains. So the legal advisor to President Nayib Bukele of El Salvador said, quote, there will be no taxes to pay on either the capital increase or the income, unquote. That sounds pretty great. It says, uh, he also says, if a person has assets in Bitcoin and makes high profits, there will be no tax. This is obviously done to encourage foreign investment. There will be no taxes to pay on either the capital increase or the income, unquote. That comes from BitcoinMagazine.com. Now, I want you to take a look at a Walmart and another cryptocurrency called Litecoin. Now, what's going on with that is that I want to show you that uh, pretty much the enemy, the deep state, the central bank, pretty much they're trying to, as you know, they're trying to show people, hey, cryptocurrency, it's not good for you. It's bad. It's volatile. It's you, criminals use it. That's what they're trying to show people, right? And so Walmart actually said that they were going to, uh, they actually announced a partnership with Litecoin, L-I-T-E-C-O-I-N, Litecoin. Uh, and apparently, you know, Litecoin actually went up in value after Walmart announced a, partner a partnership because you were going to be able to, um, you're going to be able to make your payments in Litecoin, right? And as you know, cryptocurrency, it's just like using Cash App or Zelle or QuickPay and Apple Pay, things like that. It's just like with cryptocurrency and it's it's quicker. And so Walmart, Walmart has a partnership. You're going to be able to pay for your goods. Litecoin, Litecoin price went up because, you know, Walmart's a big company. And it's pretty much Walmart's pretty, pretty much sponsoring the Litecoin pretty much. And so, boom, it shot up because everybody goes to Walmart. Your grandmother goes to Walmart, right? And apparently there's been uh, alerts that, that were announcing that the partnership uh, was wrong. They're saying that it wasn't true, and Walmart is saying that crypto payments are fake, and the announcement is fake, and uh, Walmart actually confirms to Reuters that the press release was fake, and so guess what? The price of Litecoin tumbled, okay? Because you have to remember, Walmart is one of those big corporations that was able to stay open during the pandemic because... This was what we're seeing, people. It's called corporate fascism. What is fascism? It is the merging of government and corporate interests. Corporate fascism. Walmart, Target, Amazon, Boeing, Radeon. All these big corporations that were able to stay open while the mom and pop shops had to close are pretty much part of this corporate fascism situation here. All right, so let's take a look at China. There's actually something called Evergrande Group, and it is, it's a Chinese property developer. Now, the Evergrande Group, 
or the Evergrande Real Estate Group, is China's second largest property developer by sales, and it makes it the 122nd largest group in the world by revenue. That's pretty high there. Now, according to the um, 2021 Fortune Global 500 list, it is the 122nd largest group in the world by revenue. It's actually based in southern China's Guangdong province, if you just wanted to know where it's located in case you wanted to go there. Now, there's actually Guang, uh, excuse me, not Guang, but um, Evergrande warned in a statement yesterday that there has been, quote, no material progress, unquote, so far in selling parts of its stakes and that it could default on its enormous debts, okay? Meanwhile, there's actually uh, protests at the company's offices and uh, protests are pretty much increasing there, so something for you to notice okay moving on we know that california actually passed a bill in 2020 uh, that banned the sale of gas vehicles by 2030 now new york is pretty much following suit but new york passed a law banning the sale of gas vehicles by 2035 it's like they're picking up right where andrew cuomo left off without all the sexual assault and pretty much just going on with what he would have done anyway all right we're gonna talk about gas prices here in a second okay oil Oil, 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 you know, uh, I think former President George W. Bush likes oil a lot. Now, Bank of America predicts that oil could hit $100 per barrel in case of severe winter cold snap. So oil prices could actually top $100 a barrel. And I know that may not, uh, they may not give you a clear picture of uh, how much gas will cost. But I want to let you know right now that oil in a barrel of oil in about in August of 2021, actually in September of 2021, oil, excuse me, a barrel of oil is $72, $72.34 for a barrel of oil here right now in September of 2021, as I speak, currently going up as I speak, right? And think about what the price would be if it went up by, you know, 30 more dollars. <laughs> Can you just think about that? You know? It wasn't like this in 2020. You know, you can tell all your friends that. It wasn't like this in 2020, but hey, you voted for this. All right, so let's talk about the recall election. So pretty much, you know, you had Joe Biden coming to California. And Joe Biden got up there at a, I wouldn't say it's a rally because there are about 20 people in the audience, you know. He doesn't draw big, big crowds unless they're booing him. And so uh, he was pretty much good up there saying, oh, pretty much uh, if you elect Larry Eller, you're going to be electing Donald Trump. And that's pretty much there. That was their selling point there. And one thing you have to notice is, yes, I do personally believe that there was fraud in the election. I believe that non-citizens voted. OK, that is a form of fraud because the right to vote is reserved for citizens. OK, per the Constitution. All right. So you can argue with the Constitution if you don't believe me. Right. And so one thing you notice is that during the 2020 election. Uh, about Donald Trump got about six million votes, and Larry Elder got about three million, three and a half million. So it, it just goes to show that the Republicans didn't really come out, and the independents they didn't really come out, you know. And uh, Donald Trump was saying that oh, uh, it's rigged and things like that. And honestly, it, when you have Donald Trump going out there saying it's rigged, a lot of people are just going to say, "Hey, why bother?" You know, it's it's honestly because he has what he says has big sway. Okay. And so I'm seeing by Dave Rubin on Twitter, he says uh, that uh, the voter is saying 70, 70% of votes at this location have 
been shown as cast, but they are not. And the election officials just like, right, right, you know. Um, and Larry Elder actually had web his on his websites. He was actually showing that uh, Gavin Newsom had already won because of fraud. And this was before the election even started. Okay, and honestly, I, I was looking it up on the internet. I wasn't even able to see live updates and things like that. So, hey, uh, there's a quote that says, in counting, there is strength, which means it means that uh, whoever, it matters not who casts the vote. It matters who is counting the votes. Okay, so my thing, I was telling people, if they cheated Donald Trump in 2020, do you really think they were going to let Larry Elder win? And then Diane Feinstein, who is the senator of California, she's pretty much out with health, uh, health reasons and things like that. No one's seen her in, in like a month or like weeks or even months. Okay, and she could be incapacitated. And Larry Elder would have, if he had won the uh, recall election, he would have been able to appoint a senator to the United States Senate because if a senator of the United States is incapacitated or unable to do their job, or they get impeached or something like that, or removed from office. The governor of that state in which the senator was incapacitated from, the governor will appoint a new senator. Okay, just like when Kamala Harris uh, went to be vice president of the United States, Gavin Newsom appointed Alex Padilla, who was the secretary of state of California, to be the senator of California. So Alex Padilla is currently our senator in California, and Larry Elder would have had the chance to uh, appoint another senator, which would have upsetted the 50-50 balance in the United States Senate. It would have given the Republicans 51 and the Democrats 49, but there's no way on this earth that they were going to allow Larry Elder to win. And actually on my Snapchat, I posted that uh, before the like before the election even started, like in 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 the morning, I actually posted that Gavin Newsom's going to win on election fraud, and it's going to show that Gavin Newsom's going to remain in office. And sure enough, and people are asking me, "How are you? How did you know?" It's like, you know, how did I not know? Okay, come on. Um, Donald Trump actually had a statement he put out. He says, "People don't realize that despite the rigged voting in California, I got 1.5 million more votes in 2020 than I did in 2016. The place is so rigged, however, that a guy uh, who can't even bring water into their state, which I got federal approval to do." will probably win. Billions of gallons of water coming to California from the north is being sent out to sea rather than being spread throughout the state. This is excuse me, this is to protect the tiny delta smelt, which is doing far worse now without the water. In any event, it all doesn't matter because the California election is totally rigged. Many people are already complaining that when they go vote, they are told, "I'm sorry, you already voted." just like 2020, among many other things. They then leave angry, but unfortunately, even the fake news media has been reporting it, unquote. So, yeah, pretty much you had a lot of people, like a lot of Republicans, you know, pretty much, I think if you're registered as Republican, I think that's what would happen in some cases. Uh, I'm not sure about independents or Democrats, but I'm sure, like, a lot of people were going to the po uh, to the polls, and uh, they were trying to vote uh, physically at the polls, and uh, people were telling them, oh, oh, I'm sorry, you already voted. And the people hadn't voted yet. So, and the same thing happened in 2020, but I guess that there's no attention that's going to be called to that. And honestly, I think that because of this, I think that uh, people are going to be pushing to audit the state of California. I think people are going to be saying, let's audit the recall. And then when that comes out, they're going to be saying, oh, if there was fraud here, where else was there fraud? You know, I actually had a friend of mine. Um, I told him about, you know, the Maricopa County audit is coming. And he was like, it's just one county. It's just one county. And I just could not believe the small mindedness there. The reason for that is because... If you find fraud in one county in the country, you have to, it begs the question, 
Where else was there fraud? In Wisconsin, in Michigan, why were there mo more votes cast in the 2020 election than voters of the state? Okay, you have to ask that. You can't just go on with, you can't just go on running your country like this, okay? You can't, you can't just do that. All right, so Joe Biden actually had a motorcade uh, in Long Beach, California, when he actually came to, you know, talk about Gavin Newsom and the recall effort and things uh, like that. And so the motorcade was actually savagely booed by a lot of people in Long Beach, California. They were booing him badly, right? They had the signs that said FJB. Uh, F Joe Biden, as you already know, they, people are, have been chanting this at stadiums and all these things. It's hard to imagine that Joe Biden is the most popular president of all time. Okay. It's, it's really hard to imagine that we have stadiums full of baseball stadiums, football stadiums, and these football and baseball stadiums hold like 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 people in these football stadiums. Okay. And they're saying FJB and Trump won and usa and things like that so it's hard it's hard to really believe that uh joe biden got 81 million votes and the same friend that i told you about who uh talked about the maricopa county audit he did have a good point i said do you really i said to him i was like do you really think that joe biden got 81 million votes he said well i believe so because uh, of what they were doing on social media and all the things like that they were just pushing the vote very 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 hard and i said well that is a that's a great point okay that's actually a great point on his part yeah, and the media is not reporting this. Okay, so pretty much um, this comes from, there's a video on Twitter. It also comes from thegatewaypundit.com. So Julian Conradson put this on Twitter. He showed that uh, your tax dollars at work in Biden's America, federally, federally contracted workers destroy building materials from Trump's border wall in Arizona for scrap as holes in the wall still remain. And actually, he has a video on his Twitter feed from September 13th. And you literally see cat bulldozers, bulldozers and dragons in construction vehicles really uh, getting rid of the materials here. So uh, there's that. All right. So on my last segment, I had you, you probably heard the soundbite in which Alex Jones was talking about Rose McGowan and Gavin Newsom's wife and Oprah and things like that. So pretty much in a nutshell, if you don't remember that, um, Rose McGowan, who is a act actress and activist, uh, she actually joined the uh she actually joined as the uh, as a California Republican gubernatorial candidate, and uh, excuse me, she joined Larry Elder, who was the gubernatorial candidate on the campaign trail on on Sunday, and she accused Gavin Newsom's wife uh, of attempts to silence her over allegations against Harvey Weinstein, and uh, yeah, she all, Oprah was actually involved in this stuff now as well, and Oprah was actually uh, asked or coerced to not give up Harvey Weinstein. And we know uh, about some of the things that Harvey Weinstein was into. Harvey Weinstein is, uh, he was a film producer and uh, he actually committed sexual abuse and rape. So uh, he's convicted rapist too. So uh, there's that. And so this pretty much just goes to show how deep and wide this goes. You know, it's, it's so evil what these people have going on. And, you know, you notice that uh, when Joe Biden was bringing in, uh, you know, Joe Biden in the military and they were bringing in Afghan refugees and they had like a lot of children that they had and they somehow lost track of those children. How did how does that happen? OK, I. I fear the worst for those children. 
Okay, I hope that's not what's been happening, but I fear the worst for those children because we know what these people are into. These Luciferians, we know what these people are into. So I fear the worst for them, but I pray that's not what's going on, okay? Now, here's more evil. The New York governor asked Facebook to censor pro-life misinformation about abortion. Okay, before I get to this, they say pro-life people are bad, pro-life people are bad, right? They call it pro-life, right? What, and then, then they then they say the opposite of pro-life is pro-choice. What's the opposite of life? You know, you, you know exactly what the opposite of life is. Come on. Alright. And then somebody would somebody would try to counter counter counteract me and say, what's the opposite of choice? I would say no choice, because you shouldn't have a choice to execute a human being. Okay? Now. The New York governor asked Facebook to censor pro-life what they call misinformation about abortion. Now, the new governor of um, excuse me, the new governor of New York is her name is Kathy Hochul, and she's just as awful as Andrew Cuomo, probably even worse. Now, she sent a letter to Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg requesting that the social media giant increase efforts to censor pro-life quote quote misinformation in light of Texas's new law banning abortion after babies' heartbeats can be detected. She actually, uh, the governor, actually expressed concern that viral Facebook posts about the Texas Heartbeat Act will make women who seek abortions feel unsafe and alone. Now, she says, quote, the truth about abortion, excuse me, the truth is that abortion is a safe, common medical procedure, Hochul wrote, unquote. Now, I agree. Abortion is a safe procedure, probably for the mother, and it is a common medical procedure. I agree. It is common. It is common because there have been more than 70 million abortions, okay? It's like 4,000 every day at, at that rate. It's like 4,000 a day. It is a common medical procedure, and it's safe for the mother, but not for the child, okay? She didn't write. She didn't tell She didn't tell you that part, though. Of course. Of course she didn't tell you that part. But apparently, you know, we, we know the my body, my choice uh, argument just goes with the wind, after these people, after these these people who claim to be liberals want everybody to be mandated to get vac vaccinated, I, I don't understand. So it's my body, my choice when you get to kill a human being, but when it's the vaccination, which can also kill you, you don't have a choice. It's contradictory there. Now, Facebook says that its rules apply to, excuse me, Facebook says that their rules apply to everybody. But we're seeing from the WallStreetJournal.com. That company documents reveal a secret elite that's actually exempt from these rules. We know. We've seen these blue check marks and blue, you know, things on Twitter and Facebook that, you know, confirm the blue bubbles that confirm who the best of us are. The best of us, of course. Now, it's a program that's known as X Check has given millions of celebrities, politicians, and other high profile individuals special treatment and a privilege that many of them actually abuse. Now, X-Check is spelled X-C-H-E-C-K, X-Check, just like it sounds. And so that comes from the Wall Street Journal, and PCMagazine.com is saying that Facebook's X-Check program reportedly gives them special treatment, just like I said, and it says millions of public, public figures are said to be exempt from the company's policies. Facebook has given these public figures special treatment by loosening or simply not enforcing restrictions that are supposedly to apply to all of the social network's 3 billion users. XCheck reportedly has 5.8 million members in 2020. So we've seen from here, it's a special club, like everything, 
like these Luciferians, like our politicians, like Congress, like the executive branch, like the DOJ. These are all just secret clubs that you're not in it, okay? Like Gavin Newsom, he can go out there to $350 a plate, give you 600 bucks, use your tax dollars to go out to eat without a mask, and you have to wear a mask and get vaccinated and wear four masks, okay? There it is. And, and people are seeing this, though. That's what people are protesting. That's what people are booing Joe Biden after, you know, Jen Psaki said on the stand, she's like, oh, the federal government, their purview is not making federal ma ma vaccination mandates. And then Joe Biden comes out and makes vaccination mandates for federal workers. All right, so more Facebook. This comes from bbcnews.com. It says Facebook is not actually under fire for secret teen research. Now, Facebook-owned Instagram has been criticized for keeping it secret. It's internal research into the effect social media had on our teenagers, right? So according to the Wall Street Journal, its studies show teenagers blame Instagram for increased levels of anxiety and depression. The Wall Street Journal had, had a report that's not disputed by Facebook, and that Facebook finds the following. A 2019 presentation slide said, quote, we make body, ish body image issues worse for one in three teenage girls, unquote. Another, excuse me, another slide said teenagers blame Instagram for increased levels of anxiety and depression. In 2020, research found that 32% of teenage girls surveyed said when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. Some of some 13% of UK teenagers and 6% of US users surveyed traced traced a desire to kill themselves to Instagram. Instagram conducted multiple focus groups, online surveys, and diary studies over a number of years. In 2021, and conducted a large-scale research of tens of thousands of people that paired user responses with its own data about time spent on Instagram and what was viewed. And it doesn't mention young men. It doesn't mention young men. Well, we know that society doesn't care about young men anyway. Well, if you're a young man listening to this, you're a man listening to this, just stay off of social media, get on your grind, do what you need to do. Your main focus in life should be your mission and pleasing God. Those are your, that's number one, pleasing God and your, your life mission. That, that is your main focus over anything. All right, so more Facebook being predatory. So we're seeing from the businessinsider.com that Facebook made money from dangerous abortion reversal ads that targeted teens and were seen 18 million times. So Facebook uh, actually made money for these ads, and they're dangerous, and it's called abortion reversal pills. Uh, and yes, I just learned that recently. They have something called abortion reversal pills, and it's exactly what it sounds like. So pretty much you would take it, after you take the first abortion pill, I didn't know there was two abortion pills. I'm a guy; I'll never get pregnant, which is nice. But um, so uh, you take it after you take the first one, and it can't—it's it, actually ineffective after you take the second set of pills. Um, apparently, the first dose is called mifepristone, and the second dose is called mysoprostol and so after you take the mifepristone which is the first dose you can actually take the abortion reversal pill and it'll be effective but it's actually ineffective after you take the second set which is mysoprostol and so um my question here is what are the side effects of the abortion reversal pills because we already know that the abortion pills have side effects anyway you know, those side effects like bleeding, cramping, pelvic, pelvic pain, nausea, diarrhea, stomach pain, dizziness, tired feeling, weakness, back pain, and allergic reactions such as closing of the throat, swelling of the lips, tongue, or face. <laughs> that doesn't sound very fun at all. So my question is, what 
if those are the symptoms of the abortion pill, what are the symptoms of the abortion reversal pill? You know, you just don't have to worry about that if you don't have sex before marriage anyway. Okay. And if you don't get pregnant, you just have, you just don't have to worry about it. All right. You don't have to worry about it. All right. So moving on, I can talk about social media all day and all night. It wouldn't be hard. So we've seen that uh, there's actually a Met Gala. Uh, that happened. I don't really know much about the Met Gala. I don't really care because it's a bunch of like famous people, and honestly, I don't care about I don't care about uh, famous people's lives. Now, the elites actually violated the mask mandate at the Met Gala, and it proves once again that the science is clear that masks only stop us, you and I, and the little people from spreading the coronavirus. However, America's cherished left wing elites are so unique and beautiful that the virus. Uh, is a social justice warrior as well, and it dare not spread through them. Remember Barack Obama's 60th birthday bash? We had about four or 500 people there, and they're all masks. There are pictures with John Legend there. And then you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is most likely the dumbest member of the United States House. She actually wore a dress at this Met Gala that said, Tax the Rich. And she lives in a luxury apartment with two gyms, uh, a Peloton room, a golfing simulator, a rooftop pool, and she also it also sits above the Amazon-owned Whole Foods. Huh. And so I want you to know that hundreds of thousands of Americans attended high school, college, and professional football games this past weekend, even college football games. Why is Congress still on Zoom? Alright, so get this. Rapper, Nicki Minaj. Uh, she said that on Monday, she said she's not going to get vaccinated to attend the Met Gala but she is sure that she is going to be vaccinated. And so pretty much the left uses as an opportunity to label her as an anti-vaxxer and bash her uh, for using her platform to put people in a position of dying. So Joy Reid, she's not very smart at all. She might be next to Rachel Maddow, the dumbest um, person on television. Uh, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo are in there as well. Um, so Joy Reid actually uh, just attacked Nicki Minaj and accused her of encouraging people to essentially die of COVID. So Joy Reid said, you have a platform, sister, that is 22 million followers, okay? I have 2 million followers. You have 22 million on Twitter. For you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives, my God, sister, you can do better than that. You got the platform. It's a blessing. It's a blessing that you got the people that listen to you and they listen to you while they listen to me. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from. Oh my God. As a fan, as a hip-hop fan, as somebody who is your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. So sad that you did that, sister. Oh my God. Unquote. And so Nicki Minaj pretty much uh, responded. She says, this is what happens when you're so thirsty to down another black woman that you didn't bother to read all of my tweets. Saying, and she quotes saying, saying, quote, my God, sister, do better. Imagine getting your dumb self on a TV a minute after a tweet to spread false narrative about a black woman, unquote. Now, I would just condemn Nicki Minaj saying, you don't have to, it doesn't matter. Your skin color doesn't matter, okay? They would have condemned you no matter your color. So who, stop it. Put the black stuff down, okay? This is why our people will never go anywhere. Now, Nicki Minaj also put on Twitter, she says three lies in a row from huge news platforms. I cited my young child as a as why I didn't want to travel, but notice how none of them mentioned that. Ask yourself why that was. 
yeah, so Yahoo News, USA Today, and all these <laughs> other platforms are slandering her, saying she's an anti-vaxxer, and she wants people to die, uh, and it's, it's, and so she's skipping the Met Gala over the vaccine requirement, but they didn't read the part where Nicki Minaj talked about her child, okay, so, and the thing that, now, now it was, first it was Joe Rogan, now it's Nicki Minaj, like, Joe Rogan said that CNN was lying about him, and he sounded surprised, I was like, are you surprised? <laughs> you know, and then Nicki Minaj is saying, like, acting like she's surprised, like, they spreading all these lies about me and things like that, like, Nikki, like, you're surprised? Like, come on. Now, in my notes, I have this whole spiel about why the Biden COVID-19 vaccine vaccine mandate is unconstitutional. I am not going to read that entire thing to you because it's, like, it's like reading a book, okay? I'm going to put it straight up like this. So, okay, so the COVID vaccine thing, it's a what? It is a mandate. It's not a law. It is a mandate, right? Did Congress pass a law? Anyways, moving on. And so because of that vaccine mandate, you have people on the Williamsburg Bridge in New York going, uh, they're chanting FJB. <laughs> you already know what that is. So you're seeing these thousands of New Yorkers protesting the vaccine mandates. And a lot of people, New York is like as blue as it comes. New York, New York is like as blue as the ocean, okay, in terms of like voting and politics. And so... Even you even have liberals coming out against this stuff. Okay, I even have friends who voted for Joe Biden, and they were saying, "Oh, I don't want to take the vaccine and all this stuff." And ah, da, da, da. and I'm just like, "Huh? All right, all right." So the thing is that, like, I tried to tell them at first, but then um, I decided to allow them to see. It. That's the thing with your friends, folks. Your friends, your family. You have to allow them to see this stuff for themselves. There are liberals who don't even want to take this vaccine. Okay, there are conservatives who have taken the vaccine. So. You tried to tell them, I get it. We tried to tell them for so long. We just had to let these folks see. Yes, they're not going to care about Afghanistan. Okay, of course they're not. Because it doesn't affect them. People are going to be content and sanguine until something comes down and affects them, threatens them, threatens their job, threatens their children. That's how people are. They don't care unless it affects them personally. They don't look at the rest of the world. The rest of the world could be burning around them. And as long as they have a piece of cake and 600 bucks from the government, that's all they care about. All right, so here's something I want you to know. Okay, so the flu, we've had the flu for as long as I can remember, you know, before I've even been born, probably before your grandmother was born. Okay, so the flu has 30 to 40 million cases per year. COVID arrived in 2020. The PCR test is created to pick up the coronavirus and the mainstream media called everything COVID. Now, even the common cold could be seen as COVID. I told you a story about my coworker. His son had allergies, and he was like, you know, his son was tore up. Because sometimes allergies will beat you down. They'll tear you up. You'd be battling, and they'll destroy you, okay? And so my coworker's son was pretty much in that situation. He's, his son's probably about nine years old. The allergies were whooping him, all right? Whooping his little behind. And so uh, the school, I told you before, the school, he had to go to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, you have COVID and all that stuff. It was just allergies, and my coworker had to take a couple days off work to be there with his son until the son tested negative. It really is a ridiculous situation. Okay, so the flu cases started to disappear in 2020 and 2021, and there are only 1,800 flu cases. Does that make sense? 1,800. And there are 30 to 40 million every single year prior. And now all of a sudden there's only 1,800. And people are falling for this stuff. 
the the World Health Organization, the FDA, and the CDC say the tests are reporting false positives, and that they need to change the tests, and that the new tests will separate COVID from the flu. But they can't even tell you what strain of COVID you have. I'm sorry, because this is irritating. Now the flu numbers are going to make a comeback. You can bet your bottom dollar. Israel is already getting ahead of the story. Just look at it. Google it. Look it up. Moderna announced a new vaccine that is a combination of COVID and flu. The entire time, this pandemic was the flu. It was the flu. If you need need more confirmation, listen to episode 33 of my podcast. Listen to episode 33. Okay? This is this has been I've been irritated about this for a long time. The some of the smartest people I know have fallen for this. And some of the dumbest people I know have not fallen for this. How is this working? I don't understand. It's like it's flipped the smart from the stupid. The stupid have become smart and the smart have become stupid. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Alright. I'm gonna get out of here after I talk about this. China, the CCP. So China's most famous defector. Warned American intelligence agencies of the COVID virus in 2019. His name is Wei Jingxing, and he warned them of a spreading virus in November of 2019, which was six weeks before China admitted that there was an outbreak. Now, President Trump said, this is worse than Pearl Harbor. This is worse than the World Trade Center. There's never been an attack like this. We went through the worst attack we've ever had on our country. This is the worst attack we've ever had and it could have and it should have never happened could have been stopped at the source could have been stopped in china and it should have been stopped right at the source but it wasn't okay mark milley chairman of the joint chiefs and this is a report he told china he told china in a secret phone call he would give the ccp advance warning if the united states was ever going to attack according to a new book peril written by bob woodward Mark Milley, who is the Joint Chiefs Chairman, told China in a secret phone call that he would give them advance warning if the United States was ever going to attack. Saying, quote, in a pair of secret phone calls, General Mark Milley, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, assured his Chinese counterpart, counterpart G. Li Zhocheng of the PLA, that the United States would not strike, according to the new book written by the Washington Post Associate Editor Bob Woodward and National Political Editor Robert Acosta. Unquote. So... The thing, my thing here, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to say this first. Bob Woodward wrote a fictitious book about Donald Trump. It's called Fear in the White House. Um, it was actually some pretty, it's pretty awful. It's pretty uh, untruthful. He was really, uh, it was really just demagoguery. It really was. Um, you should read it if you get a chance. You should. I'm not going to sit here and say don't read it. You should read it. It's called Fear in the White House by Bob Woodward. And Bob Woodward's the same person who wrote this about Mark Milley. And I don't know if I believe Bob, Wood- Bob Woodward. Okay? I don't know if I believe him. But, you know, Trump, but then you do have Trump coming out and saying Mark Milley's not very good at all. So, and I, so I don't, this is, mis- this is, this information here, I don't know. I don't know what to believe here. You believe what you want to believe. Right? And so, if Mark Milley told China about United States military plans, that is treason. That is aiding and abetting the enemy, and that is treason as what? Cause for execution in a you know military tribunal and things like that. That is cause for execution. Now, Bob Woodward says at one 
one call took place on October 30th, 2020, excuse me, 2020, uh, four days before the election, and the other on January 8th of 2021, two days after the Capitol siege carried out by Trump supporters in a quest to cancel the vote. Um, that's what Bob Woodward says. Okay, so on January 8, 2021, the same day Milley spoke to China in a secret phone call, CNN ran a story claiming that Pelosi had gotten assurances from Mark Milley that there are safeguards in place in the event President Trump wants to launch a nuclear weapon. Huh. That sounds fishy. It sounds like China was going to help them, but I, hey, that's just my, that's just my uh, take on the matter. Now, like I said before, if all this is true, this is a treasonous act by Mark Milley. But what if the information was put out for another reason? Now, Mark Milley has zero command authority, but he is actually an advisor to the President of the United States. Several Pentagon officers present, excuse me, several Pentagon officers that were present in, Mil in Milley's secret meeting are willing to testify against him under oath, according to a White House official. Well, I don't know who. Is this another distraction to, the new, to clog the news cycle as they are preparing the narrative? Think about it. It could be. That's all I have for you wonderful folks. Thanks for listening. I know you got to hear me get active this time. You know, <laughs> you got to hear me like raise my voice. You know, because I'm just sick of it. You know, I'm just really sick of the stupidity. And so thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful that God sent his son. Thank you so much for listening. You could have been listening to anything else on the planet. But you chose to be here with me. So thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow on Thursday.